I'm joined now by former Vindicator editorial page editor and columnist Bertram D'Souza to talk about the life and legacy of Betty Brown Jagnow, the former publisher of The Vindicator and president of The Vindicator Publishing Company for nearly four decades. Mrs. Brown Jagnow passed away on Friday at the age of 92. Bertram, the word trailblazer um, is being used to describe Mrs. Brown Jagnow. Put into context what that means uh, in terms of what she was able to accomplish and achieve during the nearly 40 years running the paper and the TV station. You know, being a female in a male-dominated business is always tough. And when her husband, Bill Brown, who was publisher of The Vindicator, um, died, she, uh, Betty Brown Jagnow, and the son Mark were thrown into this situation where they were taking over not only a daily newspaper that was the largest newspaper in the region, daily, a major media effort, a television station, it was a radio station at the time, and, and, and it was just, it was almost a baptism by fire. But they had a very strong, Mr. Brown had put together a very strong management team at the time. Uh, this was in 1981. So there was a lot of guidance. They had a lot of, you know, guidance from the management team. There were a lot of friends. But she came into that position. And it was funny. I remember I was in the newsroom and Mark and her actually came into the newsroom introducing themselves <laughs> because a lot of people who didn't know, you know, Betty, uh, Betty, Brown, uh, Betty Brown at the time and Mark. And they introduced themselves, and and but I got a sense immediately that they were people who were committed to journalism, um, I and and to, to the mission of the Vindicator, and to journalism itself. And and I and I sort of became friends with them, I, even though they were my bosses. I got close to them, and and they realized, you know, that uh, I had a role to play. And they supported me in that role. Um, she was known in this community. <clears throat> Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. She was known in the community. She had uh, people who she had known for a long time in the community. But after she became publisher, you know, she was, for example, invited to be uh, on the board of, at the time, the Dollar Savings and Loan, the first female. Um, but she never... I'd worked for other publishers. She never wore that title, you know, on her sleeve. She, she never boasted about it. She was very much uh, a sort of a quiet leader. But you knew when she wanted something done, she, you'd get it, you'd do it because she was that way. Um, I, I think for me, and I was thinking back to, you know, my relationship with her and with Mark going back to 1981, I think the moment that encapsulates her life was the last day of the Vindicator uh, when we were pu putting out the last newspaper on August 31st, 2019. Mark had asked me to accompany his mom, uh, the publisher, to the press room. And so I was standing with her and we were watching these newspapers come off the presses and there were tears in her eyes. And she said to me, she says, I never thought I'd live to see this day. And then she looked around the press room and there were all of these employees with their families. And she said, and look at all the lives that are going to be affected. And, and it just struck me that that was her. She always considered the newspaper family. You know, to, and, and, and I think it hurt her tremendously in 20, 2004 
when the paper went, when the guild, the newspaper guild went on strike, because she was personally hurt by that, and she felt betrayed, and because it was like members of your family turning on you, and that was her. I mean, she was that that kind of a leader for you know for a daily newspaper. And, and many may not have known that I mean, she started at the paper at the age of eighteen. 18 yes, so seventy-one years. Yes, she absolutely. Was with this paper. Can you? Uh, can you fathom being somewhere that long? Well, I couldn't fathom that I was going to be at the Vindicator for 40 years because when I first came to Youngstown after I'd gotten my master's at Marquette University in Milwaukee, I came here for a tryout. And after a week tryout, they said, you know, we'd like you to, to start working for us. And I said, you know, I'm only going to stay a couple of years. I don't have family here. I'm not from here. And they said, oh, sure. And 40 years later, I was there as, as the last paper came off the presses. But she, this was her life. She was dedicated to it. And I've, I've made the comment that, to me, she was a reporter's publisher. And what I mean by that is, in a day when newspapers are under such intense pressure and under challenges, a lot of publishers watch the bottom line. To them, it's a business. To her, the mission of the Vindicator was most important. You know, the, the giving the story of the Mahoning Valley on a daily basis, all aspects of the Mahoning Valley, and most importantly, holding powerful and influential people accountable. And that's where I became close to her because uh, I took on that role with her great, with her strong support. Uh, it would be funny, I'd, I'd write a column on Sunday about some powerful individual in the community and she'd call me mid-Sunday and she'd be laughing and she'd add her own editorial comments about the individual and then she'd say, you know, I'm going to get a call Monday and they're going to demand that I fire you and I'd laugh. But that was her. She understood that the newspaper had a role to play in the Mahoning Valley and was an important role. Where did she get that from? Because she wasn't a journalist by, I, by I profession. I think it's just being around newspaper people, as you said, since she was 18. You know, we are all a special breed. You, to be a journalist, I've, I've always told people, if you're a journalist, A, you, you know, you're the lonely, loneliest per, person in the world because you can't have friends, you know, because if you're covering politics, you can't be friends with politicians. If you're covering business, you can't be friends. But, but sort of people in the newsroom, people in, in other departments, in, uh, you know, in the TV station or the Vindicator, all became close. We knew each other. And in the old days, uh, when we were still across the street in the original building, and that's where I, I started, and it was people who had worked together for years and years and years. The business editor had been, uh, had been at the Vindicator 50 plus years. The political writer had, the editor had been there 50 plus years. I mean, these were people who started when they were young, found a home at the Vindicator and stayed. And I, when, when I started, there were like three other, four others my age, who all sort of then we all look, look at these old guys and say, my God, we'll never be that. <laughs> and we became that. Look at it now, At least right? I did. <laughs> I've heard on multiple occasions just how tough she was. She could walk into a room, small in stature, but boy, just mighty when she walked into a room. I, when I became politics writer, um, I became part of uh, the editorial board that we used to, edit, uh, to interview candidates for endorsement. And before that, it was a very informal thing. And when I took over, I said, you know, we need to have formalize this process. And so the editorial page editor, the editorial writers, myself, would invite candidates in. And Betty, Mrs. J, would walk in. And you could see the immediate fear in the eyes of politicians. And she wouldn't say anything. 
But, and then she'd leave, they'd leave, and I'd get a call, and they'd say, how did I do? She didn't say anything. Is it okay? <laughs> and I'd say, it's fine. She doesn't say anything, but, you know, here's the bottom line. This is her newspaper. The editorial board will decide who to endorse, but in the end, it's up to her. And they were always, I mean, in awe of her, because she never... A lot of people just didn't, she wasn't out there, you know, boasting about being the publisher of The Vindicator, but they knew. Well, where did that fear come from? The power of the newspaper. I, I, <laughs> the, uh, the late mayor of Youngstown, George Vukovic, who we had our, uh, used to have our ups and downs with him. The Vindicator sometimes endorsed him, sometimes he didn't. We didn't when he first ran. He always told me, because when I was covering City Hall, he said, you know, never pick a fight with a company that buys ink by the barrel. <laughs> he was right. That was the fear. And, and when I came, and, you know, and it was, it was the heyday of the paper. We were still large. We, uh, we were the eighth largest newspaper in Ohio. And so she was known in the newspaper business. She was known in, 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 in newspaper circles, not only in Ohio, but nationally. Um, at one point in the early days of this newspaper, we were known as the New York Times of the Midwest because our, our look very sort of resembled the New York Times. You know, politically, we were very much like the Times and all of that. Um, so she inherited this very powerful organization. And, and, you know, to be able to do that as somebody who was thrown into that position is really, and, and especially with her and Mark, you know, it's, it's really commendable. I mean, my God, it, it's not that, it wasn't that easy. Right. And, and so she takes over this, this company and, and her obituary references being the glue that held the yes. Vindicator family together and through the good and bad, the personification yep. of that stability in an increasingly unstable industry. Yeah. Is that what you were Oh, absolutely. And, and her greatest fear was what would happen to people, to her people to people who worked for the paper. And I'm not saying there were people who were not unhappy. I'm not saying there were people who did not like what was going on. What I am saying is that from, from my sitting and talking to her for hours and hours and hours, she was always worried about what's going to happen to the people. As the newspaper circulation declined, as we had to you know, cut, cut back on jobs, as we had to do all of those things, it, it really cut her to the quick because to her that was her life. <clears throat> you could almost see what was going on that way. And I think she, she took that all personally. Um, and and uh, you know, as the paper was declining, you could get a sense that it was affecting her really deeply as, when, she, when she was seeing what was going on. We talked a little bit about her toughness. I also understand she had a funny side, <clears throat> dry sense of humor. Very dry sense of humor. Yeah. And when we'd go out to dinners and, and, uh, and we'd talk, you know, she was always quick with a joke and all of that. But she also had some, she could make some biting comments. <laughs> it was funny. We'd be sitting there and we'd see somebody walk in, and I'm not going to mention names, and she'd have a comment about the person. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> and I'd be laughing. But, but she was... She'd be fun. She was easy to get along with outside in her role as a friend. She was just a very nice, very, and I got along very well with her. Um, but she never showed any sort of um, preferences when she was in the news. I mean, she, I mean, just because we were friends, 
She never sort of showed me any sort of, you know, she didn't side with me all the time and all of that. She was tough. Uh, there were times when I would let her read my column before it ran because of the sensitivity of the, of the issue. And she would read it and she'd call me. And, and she'd ask pointed questions and she'd ask if it were fair. And, but she ultimately, you know, took my word for it. And, and defended me, you know, when, when I was attacked after the columns came out. And that's why I, I sort of really respected her a great deal. I mean, she could easily have, have thrown me under the bus, but she never did. So what will you remember and miss the most about her? You know, I, Miss um, J and Mark took me in as, as a member of their family. And I, I don't have family here. My, I've got my brothers in Canada. My sister lives in England. My parents are dead. Um, and and sort of sort of embraced me that way, um, but more than that, I'll always remember the fact that I became a better journalist because of her and Mark, because of the encouragement they gave me, because of the support they gave me. I cost them a lot of money in lawsuits, uh, and and they never once did they say, oh "My God, you know, <laughs> you're more expensive than we could afford." Uh, they just were, you know. She was particularly, she loved the idea of of uh, the paper being talked about on Monday. She loved the idea that she'd go out to a restaurant and somebody would come up to her and talk about the paper, talk about my column, talk about some of the editorials. She thought that was great because it was a recognition that people still believed in the Vindicator and still, you know, thought the Vindicator was important. Right. And, and so, you know, and I'll miss her as a friend. I mean, yeah. I, I really enjoyed my time with her. So. You mentioned quiet leader. She didn't seek out the limelight. She served the community <clears throat> in so many different organizations, nonprofits. Right. How do you describe the legacy that she leaves behind here in the Mahoning Valley? I think she showed that to be, you can be a leader uh, without being abrasive, without being argumentative, without being nasty, that you can be a leader of a large organization and people will follow you if you're sincere. And I think that came through loud and clear. She was sincere. You know, when she talked to you, she was just talking to you. Uh, when she talked about her, her, her business, her newspaper, the TV station, you could tell that it was a commitment, a lifelong commitment to making the best of what, what, what it could be. And, and, I, and I think people who knew her recognized that, that it wasn't boastful. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't something that, uh, you know, there were long lines of, you know, this, the Mahoney Valley has a lot of old line families, you know that. And while the, the last generation of those families were very much like Betty. You know, the, the new generation is different. But uh, Betty and Mark were, were still, you know, what they are. They're, they're just nice people to be around. They're good leaders and good business people. And, and, I, and I think that's why so many people stayed for so many years at the Vindicator. Bertram D'Souza, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me, Derek. We appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you.